0: You're listening to the Builderpedia podcast, the only podcast that takes you on the whole
1: property journey from planning, design, building, selling, and everything in between. Along the way, we'll introduce you to our network of friends and colleagues who are experts in
0: their field. Now, here are your hosts, Matt and Jeannie from Ballast Point. Hi, Matt, and hi, everyone tuning in today. Welcome to our first episode of Buildapedia. I'm very excited to be here. Matt, how are you feeling?
1: Hi, Jeannie. I'm well, happy to be here.
0: So before we get into our episode, we like to ask our guests, and since today it's just us, we'll be answering this question, but we like to start off with who has inspired us this week?
1: Well, this week, it's it places our episode in a in a place and time, but this week poor old Warney passed away and Warney inspired me because as an elite athlete he was able to drink and smoke, gamble, uh get in all sorts of trouble, and yet he's an elite athlete. And so hats off to Warney and uh for being the only drink and smoking, unhealthy, and partying elite athlete that Australia's really produced in the last little while. So, hats off to Warney, poor old Warney. Um, and uh, certainly a lot of respect for what he achieved.
0: Cool. He's gone out in a blaze of glory.
1: What about you, Jeannie? Who's, who's your. Uh...
0: Um, so, so, mine. So I was scrolling through the humans of New York this week. Have you heard of them? Humans of New York?
1: The humans of New York? No.
0: Yeah. Um, It's a really interesting Instagram page where this guy goes around photographing people on the streets and asking them their life stories. You should check it out if you have time. Yeah. (laughs) The humans of New York. But yeah, um, Yeah, I just um, read about... The humans uh, of New York. Yeah. They even have a book, which I plan on getting. But um, the story that inspired me a lot this week um is a real estate agent from augustus georgia in the u.s her name is venus morris griffin and her story was really amazing because she basically started off as a single mom so she had six kids was a housewife and then turns out her husband did all kinds of crazy stuff and they had to get divorced he went to jail and she had to figure it out how to feed her six kids and raise them on her own. And she went from basically being broke and in a lot of debt to making a lot of money as a real estate agent. And her message was that consistency, dedication, and ambition will, you know, drive you to achieve whatever you set your mind to, and God, (laughs) because she's religious. so i know overall yeah, well, like i think i
1: I, I can inspired. I, I mean I, i'm inspired because i mean i don't really have a lot of trouble feeding my four kids but just having four kids is already yeah. an interesting life let alone having six kids and having to sort of reboot a career i like yeah. i've got a lot of respect for that that's that's incredible and uh it just goes to show if, if you dedicate it and you work hard, I think like, you know, yeah. that's, that's what I found. And, um, yeah, hard you work. You, you look behind all this crazy successful people and they just work their ass off. And, yeah, uh, you know,
0: it's the harder you work, the luckier you get. <laughs> I think that's the message. Absolutely.
1: Sure. No doubt about it. No <laughs> doubt about it.
0: Great. So, Welcome to the first episode of Buildapedia. We are so excited to produce this podcast series to help you along your own property development journey. And throughout the series, we will take you on a journey through the property cycle from beginning to end and introduce you to some of the best people available to guide you, from real estate agents to get tips on what to buy and how, through the property marketing and branding professionals who can help you create an amazing selling experience. In this first episode, we'd like to introduce ourselves and tell you more about BuildaPedia and why the world needs another podcast about property and design. As a young architecture student, the world of property development seems incredibly exciting, but also daunting and challenging. I imagine many of my questions will resonate with those who love property, whether they're looking to buy, sell, or build their forever homes. So we're lucky to be joined by Matt, who is the director of Ballast Point Design and Build here in Balmain, Sydney. Having had more than 20 years of experience in the industry, Matt is a licensed builder who's worked with some of the country's most outstanding architects, such as Ian Moore, Rosevier Stevenson, and Peter Stutchbury. Matt founded Ballast Point in 2015, and it's become an integrated building design and construction company known for some outstanding projects and their commitment to clients. So Matt, please tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in the building industry.
1: So thanks, Jeannie. Well, I started by studying construction at uni, and I've come from an academic family, so I was always going to go to uni and study something and i thought i'd uh, study building because i and, what, and and one of the crazy reasons that i wanted to do building was because i like spending time outside so it's you know that that gives you an insight into the decision making process of a high school leaver it was like well if i if i do i like being outside so if i do building i'll spend time outside you know that was what i as, as dumb as it sounds that was one of the real reasons um but uh or justifications but yeah i was not a great student i was a terrible student but um and i wasn't that hugely engaged in learning about uh paints and the technical side of building. But once I got out and started working in building, it was, it was fantastic. And I was lucky enough to land a job with Chris Youngkin, who became my mentor and and teacher and who i worked with for a very long time. And he did some amazing work for some amazing architects. And that was a really fortuitous Thing I I'd sort of applied for a job as a site manager, having minimal site manag- management experience, and um, he said, "Well, you, you can't be a site manager. Don't be silly. But maybe you can come and work in my office." So, um, so that was that was really um, the beginning of being introduced to architecture. Um,
0: yeah.
1: I always had an interest in architecture, but but that was the yeah.
0: And how did you become so passionate about design along the way? Because I guess, you know, builders eventually bring an architect's vision to life. Um, And as you said, you know, you yourself enjoyed being outside and that was a main pull for you at the beginning for the job. So, you know, how did your your interest and, you know, eventually coming to have your own design firm, how did that happen?
1: um well i i mean i found out that you don't spend a lot of time outside you spend most of your time working around spreadsheets and um programs and placing orders and so you know that was that was definitely a naive vision of of the world um builders a lot of builders spend a lot of time not not anywhere near the coalface but um i think the thing that rubbed off was just having experience with really passionate and amazing people and and seeing them work learning from that Mm. that was the thing that really influenced me passionate people ooze passion and their passion rubs off and and you can't help but be sucked into that world and I just loved it. I loved creating buildings that are still regard, highly regarded, I guess today and um, working with some amazing and dedicated and in some ways um, you know incredibly well some some you know they're all they're all different. Some of them are very are amazing designers and are very easy to work with. Some of them, who I won't name, are very difficult to work with because they're totally uncompromising. But that's that's the nature yeah. of how they achieve what they achieve. So it's it's all par yeah. for the course. But um, I just feel really lucky that I, I managed to have um, that sort of grounding in in design through working with great designers. Um, so I feel like I'm not. A, I'm, I didn't study officially. I did. I'm not an architecture student, but I, through experience, being just being um, exposed to it, you you just learn so much by doing it, yeah, by working totally. with
0: it. Yeah, and and how would you say your experience working in high end, working as a high end residential builder, form your ideas when it comes to your aesthetic and you know design quality and also when it comes to building a functional home
1: i think there's working for a high or high end there's high end and there's high end and everyone thinks that they're at the high end but um you know i i think i don't think it matters if you work in the so-called high end i think if you work with great architects and it, it's it's the quality of the thought process and the commitment of the designers that really is the thing that makes all the difference, whether it's high end or low end, the the cheapest like or the most inexpensive materials used well can have amazing results. So you know whereas you can have the most amazing materials and do a really crap job and it doesn't look right. So in in design and in building.
0: Yeah, no, that's a, that's an interesting take because um, from, from my understanding your background is in the quote unquote high end residential um, building experience. But um, would you say that that is a goal of Ballast Point to, to bring, the values of, you know, economic design, but designed well. Um, would you say, like, that's something you're trying to bring into the work we do now?
1: So you don't need to use amazing materials to do an amazing job. So for us, the most important thing is to solve the problem at hand and do it within the parameters that are set. And, and mm-hmm. I remember, like, early on in my career, someone said to me, Anyone can build a building but to build it on a budget and in a time frame and to a quality, that's yeah. the real art. And if you've got infinite budget and infinite time, it's not hard to have an amazing outcome. Yeah. Um, for most people. So yeah. it's a it's about fitting in, you know, at ever and and the other the problem you have as a design or designer or a builder is that everyone wants high quality on on time and on a low budget so it's about unpacking and being honest and telling people what is possible and just being up front is the key yeah
0: so having talked about your beginnings um working in The building aspect of bringing a building to life how did you make the transition into creating an integrated building and design company um, whilst employing an in-house team of architects and builders
1: yeah so well it's really our clients that that took us there Um, it's really when when so many people ask you can you do design and build one day you just say yeah I can do design yeah. and build, and <laughs> that. But it, it was literally our our clients who are who need that service, and yeah. and and it wasn't that it wasn't apparent from the outset. But when you think about it, there's nothing else that people buy where they have to buy bits of it from different places and put it yeah. together somehow, and and procure different bits from various designers and builders and there's no there's no other thing like that so when you go buy a car you don't get a designer and then find a manufacturer and so people just aren't conditioned people appreciate that you can solve their whole problem and that's what they want Mm -hmm. so it and it wasn't intuitive from the beginning but certainly it it works and just listening to to what our clients wanted made that happen but it, it totally works and um there's no going back to yeah just being a contract yeah. builder it doesn't it's it's nowhere near as good
0: yeah um well that sounds like it sold a major pain point that your clients at the time or maybe clients in general in the industry were, were facing at the time having to as you said source different you know, services from different companies and try to put it all together. Um, Well, based on your experience, what other challenges do common new homeowners face when they're, you know, trying to build their property for the first time?
1: So the biggest challenge is that it's a very steep learning curve and you don't know what you don't know when you're first getting into property. And there's a myriad of challenges It's like a puzzle where you have to put all the pieces together and, yeah, people don't know what they don't know. So finding all the pieces of the puzzle is tricky and then putting them together is even trickier. And, yeah, without having that experience, it's often awkward. Um, Mm -hmm. The thing that I would say um, is just keep asking questions and lean on as many people as you can. If you've got mates who are in design or construction, pick their brain, and if if they're like me, they love talking about property, looking at property, and they'll definitely help you. And that's that's one of the great sort of perks or, or personal pleasures, I guess, in in mm. doing what I do is that I, I help my friends find property, fix their property, build, design. I, you know, we can workshop things and um, it's it's one of the best aspects of, of my job is helping yeah. people get through that.
0: So leading on from that, when someone with a property is first looking at renovating or building an extension to their house, what do you think they should consider when they're choosing between doing it themselves, so DIYing it? or choosing between whether to engage a professional firm to help them do that?
1: Well, getting a professional firm comes at a cost. So if it's a cost that you don't have the budget for, well, you obviously got to DIY it and you got to, you know, when everyone's done that and everyone I know has done that at some point. And, and when I bought, well, when we bought our first house, that's what we we're doing after work and weekends, we were fixing it because we didn't have the budget to basically get someone in to help us fix it. There are things that are worth spending money on. The, the number one thing is getting a good design, getting good, a good floor plan. Just don't try and do that bit yourself is my recommendation. Yeah. If you're going to spend money on anything, get that right because you everything else builds on that. So if you don't yeah. get that bit right, no matter what you do later, Is not going to create a great outcome so get the basics get the basics right but the other thing just be aware of what you're paying yourself to do diy if you're gonna pay yourself five dollars an hour and do a crap job of something just get someone who can do a good job and put your time into into things where it's worthwhile and it's and it's funny because people like you know, I've got mates who earn a good wage. They they would be earning, I don't know, eighty, a hundred dollars an hour. And I'm kind of going, hang on a minute, aren't you better off putting more effort into the things that you're actually good at and getting someone in to do that bit of it?
0: Yeah. You, you're
1: yeah. not really saving. You're not. You're paying yourself a minimum wage, whereas you you're able to earn a good wage. And and for some people it's just the pleasure. They they just take the pleasure in building their own house. They love it. So yeah, if it's if you're doing it for the right reasons, by all means.
0: Would you say that for someone looking to resell, like especially in that scenario, it's important to get professionals in versus building, you know, their their forever home. Does that make a difference?
1: Oh, look, that's there's no simple answer to that. It depends on a hundred things so there's no there's no rule of thumb it's uh it's an interesting question that hasn't got a simple solution it depends on each (laughs) each and every situation
0: yeah so i guess it's always worthwhile just getting like a consult and talking to someone about it as you were saying getting a second opinion
1: yeah lean on lean on your friends and um yeah just just see what um what you can get and yeah yeah see see who can help you but but the knowledge is the the biggest help you know getting people who know what they're talking about to give you advice like that's that's the best thing and people love giving advice i love giving advice particularly about things you're passionate about
0: so can you tell us about how you first got started in property investing was that after you already had a good grounding and experience in in building things so you feel like you you had a bit of an edge compared to the next person
1: well i guess sydney's a property mad town and everyone either has a property or, or most people who don't have ambitions to have a property at some point and for me it was just a simple matter of you know you get a bit tired of renting at, at one point in your life and the apartment that we were renting at the time went up for sale and we just we just thought about buying it and then that started us looking at property um because we didn't want to move again or be forced to, we wanted to move on our own terms. So I think you, like. I think for me, like I wasn't passionate about, I, w- I wasn't in the kind of bull rush to get out there and, and buy something, but it kind of happened organically. We were, we were renting and we were tired of renting. Once we bought our first property, we renovated it, then we were thinking, well, what's the next one? And... It wasn't quite that simple, but um, we needed potentially we needed a bigger place because we had a growing family by that stage. So that sort of became a little bit of a continuum, and um, yeah. yeah. And since then, we've I've looked at um, quite a lot of properties, whether they're for clients or for our for myself or for our, our family or friends, and and yeah. So became. Definitely a lot more involved in, in investing, purchase, looking at purchasing, looking at selling. And and so really in, yeah. enjoy that part of it.
0: So it really sounds like you have experience across all facets when it comes to property. So what are we offering to our audience that is unique to Buildapedia?
1: So here's what we're trying to do. We're, we're trying to put the puzzle together and we're trying to join all of those things that maybe are subject of separate, discussions and separate podcasts like property development and design and construction and we're trying to bring it all together somehow and it's this mad plan to kind of cut across all of those subjects whatever it is we're trying to help people put the puzzle together and give our listeners an insight into that whole cycle from buying a property to design to construction and selling and all of the bits that go with it. And what do you think, Jeannie? What What do you want to achieve and what do you want to bring to our listeners?
0: I guess adding on to the fact that we're trying to pull it all together, we also have a network of industry experts and colleagues that we can call upon that I feel like have a lot of experience and knowledge in their various areas of expertise So I feel like that would bring a lot of value to our listeners as well. Oh,
1: absolutely. So I think I've been lucky enough to work with a lot of amazing people and I want to pick their brain about their particular area of expertise. On our next episode, we're going to speak to Matt Hayson, who is the principal of Cobden-Haysen, who are a prominent real estate company in Balmain, and we're going to do something different because Matt's really good at selling property. We're going to pick his brain about buying property. We're going to get the inside knowledge from someone who's very good at selling to bring you tips about buying. And Jeannie, what is it you want to get out of the podcast and what is it that you want to bring to our listeners?
0: I guess for me and my part in putting together the podcast is to create all the questions because as I mentioned, I am quite young and inexperienced with property and I thought this would be a great opportunity to basically think out loud and ask our network of experts. My questions and I suspect that it would probably be the the same ones that everyone else looking to learn more about getting into buying property would be thinking about. So I think that's why I am involved in this as well.
1: And Jeannie, you, you sort of, you're a bit on the fence about buying property. So maybe <laughs> by the end of the podcast run or the, the, the series of podcasts we're going to do this year, maybe we should have a genie meter, a genie property meter. So <laughs> see if you're swayed to, to dip your toe in the in the property market because you told me you're not <laughs> that convinced about property it's not,
0: it's not that it's not that it's just i i'm trying to be um i i'm trying to make my decisions logically and i just don't want to um make what in my opinion is a bad choice because of hype or because of you know external factors yeah <laughs> that I may come to regret. I think that's the biggest thing. I'm just scared of making a really bad choice. But yeah, as you said, like the more knowledge, the more, you know, and it's always a great opportunity for, for me and our listeners to glean, you know, more information and experience from the people that we know. So
1: Cool. Cool. And give yourself some credit, Jeannie, because, uh, you know, you're uh, you certainly, you know, a lot more than uh, you give yourself credit for. You're, you're definitely in tune to a lot of things that I'm, discovering
0: so um well thanks for introducing matt Hayson. that's definitely an episode that i'm really looking forward to next time so matt as we head towards wrapping up what are the three key takeaways from today's episode
1: well okay first thing yeah. is get the design right no matter what no matter how diy everything else maybe not the wiring but and <laughs> and not the sewerage, but diy the crap out of everything get professional help in the design. That's the first thing in terms of a takeaway that I've learned. Um, Get advice from people who love giving advice and find passionate people. Find people who are interested in building and design. Seek them out. They love giving advice. Get help, get input and so the third takeaway is genie's on the fence <laughs> about owning property we'll love to have a running theme through our podcasts and see if we can move genie one way or the other
0: yeah to see where i stand so we're heading towards wrapping up this episode thank you very much for tuning in to our first episode goodbye and take care
1: all right thanks genie cheers you too thank you bye thank
0: you for tuning in to Apedia. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a rating to help other listeners like you find our podcast. For more information, please check out the show notes and connect with us on social media. We would love to hear from you.